G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Wonderful to have you with us. The Thursday edition of 2020, you know, throughout this federal election campaign, we are observing an interesting and some will say very exciting phenomenon. The Christian influence in the campaign has real momentum. The influence is so significant, both the Prime Minister and the Leader of the Opposition are stressing their personal religious affiliations. Scott Morrison, of course, a Pentecostal Christian, Anthony Albanese, going to great lengths to highlight his Catholic upbringing. Well, Christian organisations like the Australian Christian Lobby and Family Voice Australia and the Canberra Declaration, they've detailed resources, perhaps better than ever, helping Christians and non-Christians understand the landscape they are voting in. Greg Bondar from Family Voice Australia is still with us, but uh, also joining us now, Dan Flynn, who is Deputy Director of the Australian Christian Lobby. Hi, Dan. Welcome along. Pleasure to be aboard. How are you, Neil? Good. Hey, Dan, uh, when we talk about momentum, it's happening in your office. Uh, You're sort of directing a bit of traffic here. How do you feel like the momentum's going for the Christian campaign? Is it cutting through? Is it getting out into the non-Christian public as well? Well, I hope so, Neil. Um, You know, I'm speaking on behalf of Martin Isles at the moment, who's over in the West. He's been speaking at the Walk for Life, the big rally last night. And so um, holding the fort here in Canberra uh, in his absence. Uh, yes, Neil, we, I think we are cutting through. Uh, we, uh, we are wanting people not to forget the votes on religious discrimination. So these votes that happened in the middle of the night on the 10th of February were a number of, um, you know, they're called moderate liberals. Um, I think they're, they're left-wing, they're woke liberals who voted to really destroy the religious discrimination bill. Uh, they, they, they devastated the Prime Minister because this was his principal offering to the faith community. Uh, and uh, Dave Sharma, uh, Bridget Archer, Trent Zimmerman um, and Fiona Martin uh, were coalition members who really destroyed that. And we, we are getting the word out. It's, um, so we're not about parties. Uh, we are about uh, candidates. And we say that um, the wrong people are actually in control uh, of the coalition at the moment. The wrong people destroyed that bill, and we are trying to highlight that uh, on foot uh, in these electorates and by flyers, and we have uh, mobile trucks uh, in the electorates of Reed and uh, North Sydney um, conveying this message. So that's our outreach to the public, um, and we are also promoting some of the great uh, statements uh, in relation to um, Christian schools and religious freedom. Uh, James Thompson in Hunter, Andrew Hastings in Canna, Canning, uh, rather, um, Michael Sukum in Deakin, Terry Young in Longman, uh, and there's more. So, uh, yes, we're, we're uh, putting out some very positive messages about some and some negative messages about other, but others, but it's designed to protect Christian schools. You know, where love protects and we're being loving uh, in that respect of protecting Christian schools. Fabulous stuff. And the resources that are available now and because social media is so much more prominent, even in this coming election campaign, it seems to be it's supercharged the resources that are coming from Christian organisations. And Greg Bondar, uh, Family Voice, has been doing this sort of research before elections for the past 40-plus years. Uh, how are you noticing the, the momentum of the campaigns that you've been running? Now, that's a great question, really, because um, we've seen a really, really great uh, step forward for the Christian uh, uh, lobby group, for the want of a better word. Uh, you know, as you said, um, ACL, Family Voice, and, of course, Canberra Declaration, along with some others. You know, Neil, you know that you're making an impact when it's the politicians and the media that ring you rather than you having to ring them. 
And that's what we're finding at the moment. I'm sure ACL as well. I mean, there was an article in The Guardian uh, about a week ago on religious discrimination, I believe. And the journalist, who was, I think, the deputy editor, uh, I, 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 might, I might recall, had a phrase in that article, Neil, that said... Um, the government ought to be aware, and I'm paraphrasing here, that they need to be aware of organised, well, well organised um, uh, lobby groups such as uh, ACL and Family Voice. Now they're recognising that we are making an impact, Neil, and I think that's saying a lot for Christians. Now we're not making an impact for our own glory; we're making it because we believe in a biblical worldview, Neil. Dan Flynn, this is the case, isn't it? Uh, no doubt the phone's been running hot at the offices of the ACL, and this is not something that we've been used to in earlier times. Uh, uh, people are wanting to get the support of the Christians. Well, it's absolutely true. <clears throat> and um, you may be aware, Neil, that Martin has published a list of those who uh, he understands are practising Christians, and I can tell you there's a lot of clamour for people to want to be on that list uh, it's never been a more um, popular time, in a sense, to for people to declare their Christianity. And I think that's uh, just an interesting thing to observe. Uh, not that we, um, you know, obviously God is the judge of who is a Christian, but we are taking people on face value who mm. have church attendance and if, if it affects their lives in ways that people can verify. So, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting times. And I think uh, Family Voice have always done a remarkable job in, uh, you know, sort of a, a check uh, checklist uh, of where the parties stand. Uh, and that's, that's a great resource. And we're, you know, providing resources alongside that, which I think would give uh, Christian voters uh, access to plenty of information. Interestingly, when we talk about the resources available, there's a different variety and uh, some nuanced ways that each of the organisations has approached some of these things. And I guess to get a really full uh, flavour of what the Christians are saying, uh, check on all of the different resources. So you've got Australian Christian Lobby, you've got Family Voice Australia, you've got the Australian Christian Values Checklist. Uh, some of those just a, a one-page document. Then it, uh, you know, in the Family Voice material, it gets a little bit more sophisticated uh, but focused on the two major parties who might win and then you've got uh, really quite a substantial resource there from the Australian Christian Lobby which is a lot of res resource and research that's gone into even individual candidates who are standing but just to pause and reflect for just a moment here Dan and I'll get your thoughts Greg Bondar how do you feel when you've got Christian candidates who didn't find their way onto the list uh, that is uh, there at the Australian Christian Lobby, uh, people clamouring to get on the list to say that they are Christians and they want to be known to be that. Uh, Greg Bonda, your thoughts about yeah. just how that makes you feel? Yeah, Neil, uh, I think it's a wonderful um, initiative by um, ACL because people will declare they're Christians if it suits their electoral agenda. Now, you've got to be very careful here. Dan is spot on. God will decide who who is a Christian, not us. And I think we've got to make sure that, uh, you know, we, we don't judge characters. But I think getting on the list is very important. I think it's something we should be doing every year. I know with our own Zate Wisely uh, document, we now have translated into Mandarin because there's been a request from the the Chinese community because they're, they're wanting to make sure that they can, you know, vote wisely and uh, and we've got to cater for the, all, all sorts of... Uh, ethnic races and we're doing that and I think it's wonderful that we can do it and 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 give people the opportunity to read our vote wisely uh, documentation. What an amazing development that is and Dan Flynn have you found there's a call too for other languages I mean Australia is very multicultural these days uh, lots of people in the different language groups wanting material in their languages has that been something that ACL has been addressing at all? Well, it has been. Um, last night uh, we had a forum in Chisholm, uh, which is in Victoria. Gladys Liu is the sitting MP there. Uh, that is the most multicultural uh, electorate in Australia, I'm told. Mm. And certainly uh, there, there was information uh, provided there uh, in Mandarin. And ACL worked alongside the Institute for Civil Society, uh, Mark Sneddon's group yesterday, and, and uh, Mark provided a num number of items of uh, information on the religious discrimination bill in Mandarin. So that was a great uh, collaboration there. 
But uh, yes, um, uh, and, and sometimes if you can't put it in Mandarin, you can put it in a cartoon. And so we've been expressing some of our um, uh, concern about the way people have voted. We've got, um, uh, you know, MPs uh, sitting, uh, driving a wrecking ball machine uh, with a wrecking ball aimed at a Christian church or a mm. Christian school. Um, and it's a little startling, I know, but, um, uh, you know, sometimes that could communicate. And we've been careful to make sure the photographs of the MPs have been respectful. And uh, as I, I said to one of the MPs who was depicted the other day, I was in a, uh, a Zoom meeting with the particular MP, and I, I said, look, I know that this flyer is startling, but your vote against the religious discrimination bill and to remove protections from Christian schools in the middle of the night, that was startling. And so I know you're disappointed. We're disappointed as well. So, you know, sometimes it takes an image like that to uh, actually cut through in quite a uh, crowded communications environment. Wonderful creativity in the communication there. And yes, uh, cartoons or satire or all sorts of ways that actually cut through in the communication barriers that we sometimes have. Hey, uh, we've got to say farewell to Greg Bondar. Greg, uh, thank you so much for taking some time just to stay on a little and have a little bit of a crossover segment here with the ACL. But uh, Greg, appreciate you being with us today. Thank you for the opportunity. And it was good to talk with Dan as well. Okay. All the best, Greg. Thanks for your good work. Bye-bye. Okay, Greg Bondar, uh, Australian uh, the uh, for the uh, uh, Family Voice Australia. Hey, Dan, just uh, we, we've said farewell to Greg there. The fact that there are Christian lobby organisations uh, working together, that would be fairly, fairly heartening, I would say, for uh, for Christian uh, the Christian constituency, constituency right around Australia who are thinking about, uh, you know, how they might get some resources and what can they trust and who do I talk to? I think so, Neil, and I think that, um, you know, God is doing something great when, um, you know, the flotilla of Christian organisations uh, all work together. Uh, it's a very heartening thing and, uh, you know, relationships are strong uh, and we are, you know, certainly part of a group um, with the Sydney Anglicans uh, and uh, all the denominational leaders. Uh, there's, um, uh, there's a meeting that happens weekly um, in relation to the leaders of these groups. So uh, the, the sort of collaboration, I think, will be very heartening for those who attend church and hope that these groups are working together. Fabulous stuff. You mentioned last night's forum. There's been a series of very important pre-election forums that have been hosted by the Australian Christian Lobby and uh, candidates turn up and they're faced with a whole bunch of uh, very uh, telling, uh, pointed questions uh, around the issues that we talk about on this program frequently. Uh, Last night's forum, Dan, any report on how it went? Look, it was a good forum. Um, it had this interesting aspect. First of all, uh, we knew that Labor wasn't going to attend, uh, and that was disappointing. And this was a Crossway Church, the largest uh, church in that area. This is sort of uh, Burwood, Melbourne, uh, where Chisholm is. And uh, no doubt Gladys Lou, she was booked to attend. Um, what happened there was on the night before, there was a bit of a protest at another forum, and Gladys was sort of verbally attacked. <clears throat> so uh, they advised us sort of on the evening, look, um, uh, you know, there's some Australian Federal Police concerns about protesters, um, not connected with us, but arising out of the previous night's experience, so she wouldn't attend. Um, and and um, so, look, uh, Wendy Francis very capably hosted that and uh, shared the, the prayer need with the audience, who certainly... Uh, prayed for Gladys, uh, but there were six candidates in attendance, and in a very marginal seat, you know, held by you know only hundreds of votes. Um, these people all have preferences to flow; will all be determined on preference flow. So, um, I understand from Wendy's report this morning that it went very well. This is 2020 with Neil Johnson, helping you make sense of life, culture, and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020. On vision. We're talking politics, but as a Christian, uh, 
media organisation and talking with the Australian Christian Lobby today, there are some different dimensions that you'll hear in a Christian conversation about politics in the lead-up to the federal election. Dan Flynn is our special guest this hour. He's Deputy Director of the Australian Christian Lobby and our talkback line's open on 1-800-316-316. You might have your own insight to offer too. Dan, there's some really creative things that have been coming out of the Australian Christian Lobby. And uh, we haven't talked as much about these, but there is a list of the Christian candidates who are standing for election at the upcoming federal election. And the list is bigger than most people imagine. Uh, how do you, How do you describe the list? Well, the list is enormous. Uh, there are so many Christian candidates in the House of Representatives, and this list is uh, by electorate alphabetically. And it runs, you know, something of the order of, you know, perhaps four or five pages. Uh, There is a shorter list of Senate candidates who are known to be practising Christians. And this list has been compiled by Martin Isles on the basis of his collaboration with other team members, uh, by people who have given him direct messages and uh, comments on Facebook as he's reached out for this information. So it's probably been a few weeks in the compiling But it's an excellent list, and we're actually continuing to add to it, Neil, because uh, people want to be on that list. So it's a a living document. Okay, people wanting to be added to the list. And so if you know of a Christian candidate in your community for listeners, uh, you might want to uh, offer to them uh, their opportunity to get onto that list because it's going to be valuable this time around when Christians are casting a vote. Now, Dan, it's available on your website. How can people find that on the acl.org.au website? Great question, Neil. When they go to the website, uh, just to scroll down to make your vote count, uh, the ballot ballot box in front of an Australian flag, uh, when they go to that, they will see all the resources listed. Uh, So there's uh, Martin's video about the Christian candidates where he speaks, you know, a bit more about some than others and um, gives perhaps some caveats uh, where he thinks necessary. And also then there's a printed list of these Christian candidates, and that obviously includes some additions who are not mentioned in the video. So that's a that's a, a great resource, and um, yeah, look, I think probably it does show us, Neil, that you know, um, perhaps over the decades that you know Christians are encouraged, they are taught in church uh, to be salt and light, uh, to participate in politics, and I think uh, this participation is incredibly healthy. Um, Martin doesn't endorse these people. Uh, it's really a matter for the voters. But it's, it's just relevant information that they're Christian to be taken into consideration with other, you know, other information that are that is accessible to people. But they won't hear this really from any other source. Um, who are the Christian candidates? And I think Martin has done an excellent job in providing a very unique resource. Well, that was a good way of uh, saying how you navigate to find that because I did that on your instructions and uh, I've got that list in front of me now, Dan. And uh, as you say, it's five pages long. And if you want to access the YouTube clip uh, with Martin Isles going through the list, uh, it seriously takes longer than 15 minutes to go through the names that are on the list. So for listeners who might be wanting a little bit of inspiration, and even if you, uh, you'll recognise lots of names on there, but if, if you don't recognise the lots of names, uh, you'll be inspired when you hear the length of that list of candidates not only uh, those ones who are already sitting in lower house or in Senate seats in our parliament, uh, but uh, you'll read all sorts of candidates there and it's got their party affiliations. And the fact that they are on that list is very, very significant. That list is very long and it would take us uh, it would take us uh, a long time. It would take us more than 15 minutes probably to go through and name those and talk about them. So we won't do that today. However, Dan, is there any sort of highlight names on the list that, uh, that you wanted to mention, or uh, what's uh, you know, if you if you yeah. were picking out a few, because, because I say five pages long, uh, but yeah. uh, if you're picking out a few, uh, who can you identify? Look, I think there are some there are some standouts here, and I think that uh, Martin says as much in his video. And for example, he will name some people and say, "Well, this person was a people's favourite." Like when I reached out on Facebook, 
so many people came back to me with this particular name. So um, uh, there's, you know, uh, a few people's favourites here. Um, I will say this, that there are a few senators that really stand out that are up for re-election. Uh, one is Zed Selger uh, in the ACT. Uh, so Zed is, um, you know, a fantastic uh, Christian uh, he's Catholic. He's um, deeply committed to his faith. Uh, he has been with us all the way on, you know, uh, gay marriage, uh, euthanasia, all of the uh, issues of concern to Christians. Uh, he is under a considerable threat uh, in the ACT, um, and uh, we are keen to highlight uh, Zed's uh, voting record and uh, let people decide. And to that end, Martin has done really a very, um, uh, a really sharp, uh, long-form studio interview with Zed, exploring uh, his background, uh, what has created the views he has, uh, his views on religious freedom. So that video interview with Zed Zelja uh, is highly recommended. Uh, Martin has also uh, interviewed Amanda Stoker. Uh, and uh, Eric Betts is another one that he's interviewed. So he's just had a short time. These are all high quality. Um, you know, it's interesting when you think about people like Amanda Stoker. She's the Assistant Minister for Women. Uh, she was at the uh, March for Life, or however that's properly uh, termed in Brisbane, uh, and spoke there. Uh, she's a government minister. Sure, she came under a lot of criticism for that, and... Um, uh, but stood out and stood out from many in her party who were uh, quite um, uncomfortable with her uh, speaking uh, at a pro-life rally. Um, but uh, we think that you know someone like Amanda Stoker should be highlighted uh, because they are deeply committed to their faith. So uh, there's a few, um, and Martin has uh, interviewed those three, and obviously it becomes um, you know, a bit difficult to really you know, sort of name people a bit more broadly than that. Um, but I do recommend Martin's video. Um, we, we also, in finding out about the candidates, Neil, we have put a questionnaire out to the candidates and to the parties because we are trying to uh, break the nexus of will the parties control these people. And uh, we've had, I suppose, mixed results. Um, firstly, the Labor Party candidates, I think, generally have not answered the survey. Uh, the Liberal Party has provided, um, a, uh, I suppose, a canned set of answers. They've said, OK, well, these are our answers for our candidates. Uh, some candidates have said, have broken out of that mould, said, no, I'm not, I'm not too fussed about what party headquarters say. Um, here's what I feel about these 21 questions. And uh, so people will find that... Uh, on our website, the candidates and the parties who've responded to our survey. So that's a that's another good resource as well. Okay. Taking some calls, 1-800-316-316 to join in our conversation today. Let's take a call. Liz is in Lithgow in New South Wales. Hi, Liz. Welcome along. Uh, hi, Neil. Liz, what are your thoughts? Uh, okay. Uh, I was just thinking, as, as I said to Mandy, there's no point in voting for Christian candidates if they don't vote in line with Christian values. That's all I want to say, and I'll just leave it at that. That is a very, very good point to make because uh, there's a party machine, and uh, just because someone is a Christian and they are elected into a particular seat doesn't necessarily mean they'll be able to express their Christian values. Uh, and uh, I wonder whether you've got any thoughts here, Dan, because uh, a lot of Christian MPs uh, feel as though they are muzzled by their party. What are your thoughts for Liz? Great, great question, Liz. Um, and Liz, in the Labor Party, you are absolutely right. And before the vote on uh, the religious discrimination bill that was going to remove protections for Christian schools, there were Christian MPs in Labor who literally looked us in the eye and said, look, I'm with you on this, but you know when the vote is on, I will have to vote with the party. Um, uh, please, please um, respect me, but this is what I have to do. Now, that's an horrendous thing. And uh, so when Labor voted as a bloc to remove protections from Christian schools, there were good people who had to vote with that. 
And and sadly, that is the nature of Labor Party discipline. Uh, so uh, they may have Christian values, as you point out, Liz, but they didn't vote in line with Christian values. It's a very disturbing uh, aspect of Labor Party discipline. Um, the other aspect is that people may be elected as Christians and then, um, I suppose, enjoying the uh, the fruits of um, of their win and the uh, the feeling of power and and uh, wanting to be re-elected uh, may wander off course and no longer adhere to the Christian values that they presented at the time of the election. That's that's a worry. Uh, we have to pray for our MPs uh, that they have the courage of their convictions to keep speaking, even when the Canberra Press Gallery doesn't want them to, or when they know it might hurt their re-election chances. So good observation, Liz. Appreciate that. Liz from Lithgow, thank you so much for your call. Our talkback line open on 1-800-316-316. A little question that flows on from Liz's comment there. Of course, uh, you might feel as though, what's the use of voting for a Christian candidate if they can't vote according to their Christian conscience? Uh, the alternative to that, Dan, is that uh, you don't worry whether they're Christian or not. Well, uh, that's a bit of a lucky dip, and that's fraught with all sorts of major issues, isn't it? Well, it is. It is. And, you know, we do see this, because there are a lot of people who are saying, well, look, I'm not going to vote for the major parties. I'll just vote minor party. Now, the problem with that is that we don't know a lot about these minor parties, and they don't. They often don't have very well-formulated uh, philosophies, and often people who are elected minor parties within six months they've left. They've formed their own party, you know, uh, named the Neil Johnson Party when Neil gets elected, um, <laughs> yeah. and um, you know, and then they're just an ungovernable meteor. So um, it is it is important to basically have some understanding of what the party's actual philosophies are, and you know, even in the Labor Party, and as much as I lament those two MPs who spoke to us with that same message, that I'm Christian, but I'm going to vote the wrong way. Um, they do have a voice inside the Labor Party, and we do want good people in Labor because uh, in, uh, you know, cabinet or, or shadow cabinet, uh, their voices uh, can be raised and can be heard. So, um, and, and Martin has testified uh, that there are good Christians uh, in Labor on his list. Uh, he's named Senator Deb O'Neill for one. Uh, and I understand that um, uh, Wendy Francis will be doing an interview with uh, the Senator in the next day or so, and that will be up on our website. So uh, we have good engagement and we want to encourage good people in Labor. Let's squeeze in another call before news. Might need to be quick, but Irene in South Australia. Irene, welcome. Thank you for taking my call. Need to be quick, Irene. What are your thoughts? Sure. Look, I'm just uh, I'm going to be doing an early vote, and I'm confused just looking at it at the moment. Okay, um, I've got nothing clear to say that I'm voting for a Christian. There's no Christian um, Australian party, uh, you know. Um, so, if you guys can help me. Wonderful stuff, Irene. Uh, very quickly, Dan, uh, we, we'll, we'll enlarge after yep. the news on something else. Another, yep. Your thoughts for here's Irene? A 30, here's a 30-second here's a, here's a reply, Irene. Go to Martin's uh, list of Christian candidates. There are a number of Senate candidates that are Christian and also see if your local seat is represented there and see if they've answered the uh, ACL survey. So a bit of research on the website uh, should assist you. And Irene... Sorry, do I go on the top with the white or do I, you know, do the green? I have to do both, don't I? But, I mean, do I do, do both, yep. I can't see on yep. top. Yep. I can't see on top who is the Christian party I need to go for. Well, there's no, 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 you will not see it on the documents. You won't see it on the voting documents themselves. No. Uh, so, uh, yes, you'll need... That's why these resources are so valuable. And uh, I guess getting the word out is important uh, for people, perhaps in your own family, uh, who have got no idea either about uh, who's a Christian, who's not, and what parties stand for what. Uh, Irene, thank you for your call. You'll be interested in some other things we'll raise after the news. Dan Flynn is with us. Dan, uh, there's some things we were talking about, even a five-page list of Christian candidates who are standing for the election and and how easy it is for listeners to access those when they go to the ACL website. 
uh, there's another resource you've got going too, which uh, which actually is a uh, an idea that people can can actually see where parties stand on a left right spectrum. And uh, I called it a little earlier the thought of a wokeometer. Uh, any thoughts on uh, on that left right spectrum? Is this something fairly new that uh, you know that people have been starting to talk about? Well, I think so, Neil. You know, there's so many parties. It's just so difficult for people. And, you know, with, uh, uh, you know, names like the, the Citizen Party, the Fusion Party, uh, the, um, you know, Informed Medical Options Party, you know, where do all of these stand? What do they mean? And so when people particularly go to vote in the Senate, they're going to be hit with, you know, an array of these parties. And no one's really helping unpack that. So uh, Martin Niles has put um, an excellent video on YouTube. Uh, he's applied, as I think you would say, Neil, the wokeometer uh, to look at parties from the extreme woke left to, you know, what would be right-wing conservative. Uh, he looks at, you know, I know he's got on the, the very hard left, uh, the Socialist Alliance, uh, because they're anarchists who believe in violence. And so that, they're going to sit on a hard left and then he works his way through, um, you know, centre-left, centre, centre-right, uh, all the way up to, you know, um, right-wing. Uh, there, isn't, there, is no, there are no extreme right-wing parties in Australia, parties who advocate violence, you know, to sort of offset the socialists who do, but um, otherwise it's a very complete spectrum. Uh, just hearkening back to the caller who called in just before the news, uh, that was Irene from South Australia and saying, you know, we're talking about Christian candidates, but doesn't say anything on the uh, Senate ballot form uh, where the candidates stand. So when we're talking about how you look for some research on uh, these parties before you cast your vote, this is a great resource because in a very clear way, as so many listeners have become so accustomed to that wonderful clarity that Martin Isles brings to uh, his political commentary, uh, he's been able to sort out, in some sense, this left-right spectrum. And uh, he's got the parties that are extreme left, as you say, and right through to the centrist-type parties and to the ones that are maybe on the far right. So... Uh, those sorts of things have become so valuable when you're actually thinking about that Senate form, Dan. Absolutely. Um, I think that, um, you know, this sort of resource is very helpful. And I think the unmasking of um, uh, what the parties stand for is helpful. Um, you know, and like there are parties, Neil, that, you know, call themselves basically, you know, the, the centrists. Um, you know, what do you make of a party like that? Um, you know, where does the Australian Values Party uh, sit there, a new party? Uh, you know, a little bit about the Liberal Democratic Party. Um, and look, perhaps, you know, some highlights of this, Neil, would be, obviously, he puts the Greens on the left, Reason Party on the left, the Animal Justice Party. That's, uh, that's the Greens Party for animal lovers, is probably the way Martin would say that. Uh, he says of the Citizen Party, they're, they're total communists, but they don't, they don't sort of say so. Um, and then you've got, you know, moving more to the centre, uh, the Democratic Alliance, Australian Progressives, Sustainable Australia, um, and then uh, centre-left is probably where he would benchmark, well, he would say the Labor Party is centre-left and the Liberal Party is centre-right because you've got to have some um, starting points. So pitching, pitching Labor to the centre-left uh, they're going to be alongside um, uh, perhaps the Australian Democrats. And then on the right hand, you've got the Liberal National Coalition. Uh, the Australian Christians would be uh, more to the right of the Liberal National Coalition. Uh, further out to the right, you've got the Australian Federation Party. They're very strong on, on freedoms and economic protectionism. Um, Further out to the right, you've got the Shooter Fishers and Farmers Party. Uh, Neil, they're probably what the National Party would be if they were tethered uh, to the Liberal Party. Shooters, Fishers and Farmers there. There's no ideology among those people there. They're country people supporting, you know, shooting, fishing, farming, mining, all of those things. Um, and then probably what are more squarely right-wing parties, uh, One Nation, 
Uh, they're not, not woke at all. Um, they're, you know, maximum freedom. Economic protectionism is part of what they're on about. United Australia Party is um, uh, in, that, in that same category uh, in Martin's analysis. Um, they're, not, they're not woke. They're silent on some things. So there's, you know, some uh, things that are unclear. And then uh, on probably the, the very right wing, um, not extreme right, but uh, would be the greatest failure party. Uh, and um, uh, you know they're they're consistently right wing. They're not they're not. No one's saying they're dangerous, but they are they are on that right side of the uh, pendulum. So there are other parties mixed in there as well, Neil. But um, you know people are interested in the minor parties, and this is one of the first pieces of analysis I've seen. So I hope that's very helpful to people. And does the Australian Christian lobby work with those minor parties when you say those that are, you know, perhaps more less woke, uh, sorry, less woke, not more yeah. any, don't forget that I said word uh, more, yeah. uh, but uh, so the less woke parties. And in some sense, we're going to be saying that will be more Christian aligned. And there's probably more discussion over uh, the starting point in all of that, uh, centre left, centre right, and where do Christians uh, fit on all of that? Because some might argue Christians fit on either side. But uh, ACL and uh, these minor parties like One Nation uh, mm. and the uh, United mm. Australia Party, uh, has there mm. been a lot of interaction between the Australian Christian lobby and those parties, Dan? Look, I think probably organisationally there hasn't been. Uh, but say, for example, with the United Australia Party, um, there are a lot of Christian candidates running for the United Australia, United Australia Party, a lot. And so, uh, you know, there could be a number of senators who get elected uh, and who are Christian and may, you know, uh, lead that party. So we don't know, and we're not saying it's a Christian party, but we are noting just how many Christian candidates are running for United Australia Party. Uh, I think it's fair to say that the Australian Christians uh, would be um, uh, similarly aligned values-wise to the Australian Christian lobby. They exist only in Western Australia. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, Martin does a bit of work to unpack them. Um, but, yeah, not at an organisational level, but, um, you know, thinking about where these candidates on Martin's list arise from, uh, quite a lot United Australia Party, uh, quite a lot uh, One Nation, uh, and uh, some Great Australia Party. So, um, yeah... Not so much on the left, I must say. I'm glad you've drawn attention to the Australian Christians in Western Australia because uh, while... Uh, I've spoken to the Australian Christians on a number of occasions and uh, they're the, the last Christian party standing in some sense uh, after the uh, demise of uh, Cory Bernardi's outfit after the last election. Uh, so you've got the Australian Christians in the West. Now, so for listeners who are wondering about uh, comparisons and who stands where and what happens where the rubber hits the road, uh, the the policy uh, program of the Australian Christians uh, is really, that's where you've got Christians who are saying, we're happy to put uh, into concrete what some policies might be that reflect a true Christian value. So in all of the things that you're looking at so far as resources go, that's also worthy of being included in the resources, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And um, you know, Martin doesn't hesitate to say that, you know, anybody who's standing in the upper, for, for the Senate or the House of Reps in WA um, under Australian Christians, they will be people of faith. Uh, their faith will be genuine. And, um, uh, yeah, he's, he's um, very relaxed about um, uh, uh, acknowledging their faith. Let's take you out onto a limb here and uh, you answer as best you can here, Dan, and I don't want to sort of throw you under a bus at all, but uh, but you, when you said that there's the left-right spectrum and, uh, you know, it's the wokeometer, there are woke parties and we might even say that woke has an anti-Christianness about it. Uh, so you've got the wokeometer, you've got a left-right spectrum, and you started to name some of those that were on the extremes of the left. 
uh, those that would be anti-Christian, those that might actually present a barrier to you having freedom to share the gospel or even speak about your own faith publicly. I wonder if we can name some more of these parties who are on that left so that uh, we might be able to understand uh, from a Christian perspective those that might be a little bit suspect. Any, uh, uh, don't, as I say, I don't want to... Uh, no, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, let's, uh, let's name some of them. Well, look, you've, got a, you've got the list there. Yeah, sure. Well, you know, these are some, like, uh, the two distinctions here. There's the extreme left and the very left wing. Extreme left uh, socialist alliances, I've mentioned, they're people who think violence and anarchy is fine if it furthers their objectives. So moving a little bit uphill to the very left wing are the Greens, uh, the Reason Party, now that was formerly the Sex Party. Uh, they, you know, pretend to be civil libertarians, but they're very, uh, very woked out, as Martin would say, and uh, they have an overtly anti-religious platform. Uh, so they're on the they're uh, on that very left wing. Um, the Fusion Party, that's an alliance of a number of parties we've heard of previously, like the, the Secular Party, the Pirate Party, the, the Climate Change Justice Party. Um, they, these have, have merged, calling themselves the Fusion Party. They're very left wing. They are, uh, you know, I would say um, harshly uh, anti-religious. So... Um, and then, then in, in naming those parties, uh, it's interesting, isn't it? Because some people will say, well, aren't you the Christians? Uh, shouldn't you be nice to everyone? Well, actually, uh, just naming these people for who they are, they have demonstrated, I suspect, in some areas here, to be enemies of the Christian church, enemies of Christians. So naming them for what they are, that's something we ought not to be ashamed of. Yes, and I think that... Um uh, you know, there's, there's um, probably, you know, it's better expressed by Martin in his video, uh, and I'm just uh, bringing out a few aspects. But Martin is certainly not afraid to name these parties. And, um, you know, there's a, like, say, the Animal Justice Party. You may think, oh, well, great, I'm all about, you know, supporting animals, and I love my pets, um, and I want justice for animals. I don't want cruelty to animals. Well, neither does any Christian. Um, Christians understand that. Uh, completely, but these sort of names can um, take us in with a sort of a sense of false compassion, as it were. But we end up uh, voting for someone who's very left wing, uh, who uh, actually has an underlying anti religion platform, and we need to be aware of this. We absolutely do, and it's not loving or kind to, um, you know, put all that under the mat, so to speak. Okay, we've named some of the extreme ones. Uh, there are some, though, that are left-wing woke parties uh, that Martin also names in his video and in this sort of wokeometer. Uh, which other ones can you name in there that are really quite woke and uh, therefore they might not be as extreme as these others, but still a threat to your Christian freedom? Well, um, the Democratic Alliance uh, is... Is mentioned in that left-wing regard, the Australian Progressives uh, and uh, Sustainable Australia. Um, you know, for example, and Sustainable Australia is, uh, you know, therefore a total coal mining ban, uh, free university, high taxing, uh, you know, very um, uh, full-blown uh, climate change, uh, you know, type of policies that would restrict uh, the economy in a huge way. So uh, they are parties that are on the left and. Um, you know, uh, genuinely concern us. So, uh, you know, freedom of religion is our charter and, uh, you know, we have to think about, okay, uh, how do we live as Christians? How do we remain free in a time when there is maximum pressure being applied internationally and even through state-based laws? You know, it's enough to see the ALP in Victoria, you know, clamp down on pastors praying for their parishioners, um, all of that's on the left. Most of these parties are actually to the left of Labor um, in Victoria on these issues, and so it's worth voters being very, very aware of it. And once you've gone through a list of those on the extreme and you get to the ones that are not quite so extreme but they're still left-wing woke, uh, you get closer now to the centre and the, the centre-left, which is where the Labor Party sits, 
and mm-hmm. uh, the Labor Party's not been a friend to Christians uh, for a long time, and uh, they're sitting on that centre-left, but there's a number of parties that are similar in the way that they are positioned, a little like the Labor Party. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, the concern, you know, and um, uh, as Martin points out uh, in this video, the Labor Party, if you look at the different states, the way they manage COVID, it was the Labor states that had the, 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 you know, the toughest lockdowns and the most uh, authoritarian approach that, you know, the state knows best um, and will tell you what to do and what, will tell you what's good for you. And so um, uh, we, we, we've seen that uh, in WA, we've seen that in Victoria, and uh, the Labor Party is quite woke, um, and at election time, it you know, you know, probably pretends not to be, uh, but they are quite status. They believe that the government knows best, and the government will tell you what is good for you. And so, again, in in terms of you know wanting to involve Christians in the party, we want to see that unpacked because we you know we may well have uh, a Labor government shortly, if not at this election, the next election or the one after. Um, and we want to see good people in that Labor Party because, Neil, it is, it is a mainstream party. It's basically going to be Labor or Liberal. And, um, yes, it's centre-left. Yes, there's a lot of woke elements in there, uh, particularly on the left of the Labor Party. Um, but um, people uh, should realise that there are really good people there. Um, for example, and we've seen this recently in South Australia, South Australia has always had a really strong um, right wing of the Labor Party, uh, who are faith-based people, um, and um, you know they've been uh, quite good uh, on the abortion issue in South Australia. The right wing of the Labor Party, uh, you don't see that in other states. You don't see it federally, but boy, you see it in South Australia, and it's a, it's a and, fantastic uh, thing to see. And demonstrated in the election outcome from the recent state election in South Australia where uh, the Labor Party uh, took power from the Liberals. Hey, when we're talking uh, centre-left and centre-right, people are often wondering, what do you call Christians? And uh, and uh, sometimes I'm uh, grappling with that thought, uh, and I often mm-hmm. will think, well, if you said Christians were at the centre, uh, then you somehow or other would have to put everybody else on the left. In fact, mm-hmm. Christians are considered by some in not such nice terms as being extreme right. Now, that, mm. uh, that of course, rubs you up the wrong way. It rubs me up the wrong way because you recognise mm. that the, somehow or other, as a Christian, <laughs> and if you've got some kingdom-oriented <laughs> views, biblical kingdom-oriented views, uh, they aren't changing and they are something that is solid and stable. And so you put yourself in relation to where these sorts of spectrums are. But it probably is just, we've only, we've almost run out of time, but uh, Mm. those ones that we might say centre-right, the Liberal National Mm. Coalition, what ones are Mm. on the far right that you can describe that Martin's got on his spectrum there that you might even be very Mm. wary of as a Christian? Look, I actually don't have any information on that. Um, And uh, we know that uh, Christians populate these parties and, uh, you know, I'm not sure that, that Martin's saying a lot of adverse things about them. Uh, he's saying he doesn't agree with some of their, um, uh, their policies, clearly. Um, but I think to your first point, um, and taking the Australian Christian lobby out of it, but if you thought about the Australian Christians who have solid Christian values and are seeking to be elected, uh, they are, you know, they are right of centre. Uh, they are right of the Liberal Party. And, um, uh, you know, people in Western Australia, um, Christians, would probably, you know, Orthodox Christians would feel very comfortable voting for them. You know, we're not endorsing them. I don't know any of these individuals, but their platform says uh, this is Orthodox Christianity. And and, um, uh, yes, they are they are uh, to the right of centre and uh, but they're not as right wing as perhaps the Australian Federation Party, uh, One Nation, United Australia Party. Um, but, um, you know, we have nothing bad to say about those parties. Uh, they're all just sort of positioned differently uh, because of the strength of their views 
often it's to do with mandates and freedom, etc. Almost out of time, uh, listeners are going to be concerned about how they will fill out a really, really big Senate voting form. Uh, the ballot paper for the Senate will be huge. Um, there are some who say vote above the line, uh, numbering at least six squares. Others will say uh, number at least 12 below the line. Uh, I've heard uh, people even on this program saying don't stop at six. If you're voting above the line, vote all of those, uh, fill in all of those squares. Uh, your thoughts here, Dan, is there a Christian lobby guidance on how people will you know, vote in their, in their Senate ballot? Uh, yes, there is. There's um, a great resource that's on the website. Uh, so we're uh, finding out about your local candidates. Uh, it's a, a video from Wendy Francis, and Wendy goes into detail about voting below the line and encourages people to vote below the line because it's about people, not parties, and works through the, um, you know, what that looks like operationally. So um, she, you know, I think she reassures people that. This is an equation that people can complete. And um, and then underneath that, you can actually type in your address, which will take you to some information relating to your ballot sheet um, from what we know about what candidates have said. So I do commend Wendy Francis. Um, she's our uh, National Director of Politics and has done a, an excellent video with animation, beautiful stuff. Okay, now listeners, to find this information we've been talking about, and uh, you'll enjoy it, uh, it's well delivered, it's well presented, uh, the way you find that, go to the acl.org.au website, uh, you'll find voting resources there. And uh, you'll find an awful lot of good voting resources like How to Vote as uh, Wendy Francis on there. You've got a video of Christian candidates on your ballot. Uh, you've got the printed list of the Christian candidates. We said that's five pages long. Uh, if you just want to be inspired a little bit by the fact that there are Christians who are standing in a political uh, place and uh, having a voice, that is a really powerful thing. You can find out how your local candidates responded to the ACL survey. Uh, you can see a video there on how parties rate on that left-right scale, the wokeometer. And you can see how MPs voted on the Religious Discrimination Bill and the proposed amendments to the Sex Discrimination Act. So uh, lots of good resources. You'll find that at acl.org.au. Dan Flynn is Deputy Director of the Australian Christian Lobby. Dan, thanks so much for your great insights today on 2020. No worries, Neil. I hope they've been helpful to your listeners. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.